you are as concerned as we are, tune in to learn some history and ways you can help make sure our freedom continues for your children and future generations. Welcome back to another edition of Step Up America. I'm your host, John McIntosh, and we have with us the voice, the one and only voice of Ben Franklin, Mr. Mark Renahan in the studio. How are you, sir? I'm doing great today, John. Thanks for having us back again today. Yeah, you don't. Well, you're part of the yeah, show. I know. You know so not, I really up, don't have a choice. Yeah, I know. I'm unfortunately. <laughs> but, um, Mr. Lane Solomon, the mad scientist, we call him. How are you, sir? I'm doing pretty well today. Very good. And Adrian Garcia, how are you, bud? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Not too bad. Even though he was late today, we're going to let that slide. We have the one and only illustrious engineer, Noah. How are you, buddy? I'm sorry. I have chronic schedule issues. That's all right, Noah. You you (laughs) You made it. We're all good. Yeah, you sound just like Mark. Wow, I'm a busy man. <laughs> yeah, Come on. all right. <laughs> so, uh, last show we had a... Very special guest. Very special. And... We were cut off a little early, so we are having her back today as part of our, you know, program and talking about U.S. history. We have, of course, with us today, Electoral College expert, uh, expert and author, Tara Ross. Tara, thanks for joining us again. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. No, it's our pleasure. It's our distinct pleasure. Now, Tara, I was actually, uh, I was, you know, doing a little social media surfing this weekend, and I noticed that you were on the Daily Wire show with Ben Shapiro, and, you know, I just wanted to say, I I don't appreciate you slumming after going on a show like ours (laughs) to the Daily Wire, you know, such a small platform as that, but I guess we have to do what we do. Tara, you're taking a step up today. Just let me uh, tell you that, right? I, I, I don't think I can comment. Yeah, I know. I, know. I, know. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> Smart woman you are. Smart woman you are. So when we left off um, last week, Tara, we, we didn't get the chance to really discuss your new book. And we wanted to get into that and kind of wanted to discuss what brought you to bring She Fought Two, a children's book about revolutionary war heroes, to the table. Well, you know, I, I don't, you know, it just seems like nobody has any real good idea of what our founding generation was like, and there's this terrible thing that's going on in America where it seems like everybody's starting to believe, you know, the founding generation is nothing but a bunch of slave owners and and just terrible human beings that we should not be trying to emulate at all. You know, we should throw everything they did out with the garbage <laughs> or something. And it's just not true. And I said this a little bit on the end of your last program, but but I'm going to say it again because I mean it. Um, You know, the founding generation lived at a time that was completely different than ours. They they lived at a time where the king could hang you if you disagreed with him, or if you if you spoke about him in the wrong way. You know, they, the, the king could tell you what to believe, what God to believe in. Or women weren't treated well. Of course, there was slavery. There there was there were all sorts of ways in which liberty was just not there. And so the founding generation, they took an important first step. They, they didn't take every step. They didn't run the whole marathon. They didn't go the whole distance. But they had one generation in which to start to make these changes. And they did something revolutionary. And they said, you know what? The king doesn't get to tell us 
we can we can think for ourselves. We can be self governing, and and they took the important first step, and they did everything they could in the first generation, and then they passed the baton on to the next generation, and they said, and the next generation took our fight for liberty a little bit further, and every generation since then has passed the baton to the next generation, and America has always been a beacon for freedom and liberty in this world. We have always progressed towards more and more freedom, and and. That is something to be proud of, and we should be proud of our founding generation because they took the important first step, and it was, in many ways, the hardest step to take. Breaking free from the status quo is always hard, and they did it. And there are so many great stories of just our our revolutionary war heroes making sacrifices, doing great things, not, not even expecting to get recognized half the time, but just knowing that it was necessary. And so they did it. And so my book, She Fought Too, is a collection of stories about some of the women of the revolution. Um, it's, it's the first two-thirds of the book is written for, for kids. You know, I tried to keep it age-appropriate. <laughs> As a small example, one woman was threatened with a really sharp like, tool at her neck. And instead of really saying that, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I you can say that on this show. We're yeah, good. We're well, good. I, I, I didn't say that in the kids' part portion. I just said a, a British soldier tried to scare her with a, a farming tool. I, I just this is really all I said. But then in the, the back third of the book is a much more detailed uh, synopsis of each story and sources for people who want to read more. So it's really more for the adults or the older kids in your life. But I just wanted, you know, to to go in the opposite direction from this thing that's happening in America where we think our founding generation is something to be ashamed of. No, they're not. They're something to be proud of. No, I couldn't agree more. And that, it's funny you bring that up. And I, I think what I enjoy being in the classroom the most is we don't, we don't hide from some of the dark past of this country, but the founding fathers actually, they opened the window and put in place a system, just like you said, that enables Americans to get better each and every generation. And we have overcome so much. And that's one of the lessons we teach through the Franklin Project is look where we started, look where we are now, and now it's your turn to have the baton passed on to you and make mm-hmm. it a better country. It's very simple to me. And it's, it's funny that also that you bring that up is we, we obviously uh, we go out a lot to conventions and stuff. And on a few occasions when I have been working at table, people have approached and they've said things to me like, you know, Ben Franklin is terrible because he did this, that, or the other thing. And I, I always feel like saying, are you aware of his accomplishments and the things that he created, you know, back in the day that you would, that you enjoy using today that you wouldn't even know of? And so... It was a very different time back then, and of course, at Step Up America, we always like to say that as much as we love America, we always admit that we, of course, have a few black eyes, but as far as everything else, we're the best going in the business at the moment. Couldn't agree more. So, Miss Ross, if somebody yeah. wants to go out and purchase your book, She Fought Too, how can they go about doing that? Well, you can go to Amazon, and they will probably get it to you really fast. <laughs> or you can go to my website. It's taraross.com backslash books, and you can get a signed version there. Um, I am slower than Amazon, <laughs> so, but I, if, you, if, if anybody orders it by tomorrow, I will get it by Christmas. Anything else, I'm afraid to promise anything. All right, well, but, put, but I will definitely do it if you place the order by tomorrow. Put an order in for me. I want a signed one. Yeah, I'll, 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 <laughs> I'll take care of it. I'll, 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 I'll buy a few to, to do that. But while we actually have you, Tara, on the uh, subject of She Fought too, of course, one of the things we do here at the Ben Franklin Project is we 
educate children through the Ben Franklin, you know, avatar. And Lane, who is sitting to my right, I know has been dying to ask you a few questions, specifically on the fact that one of the characters we were debating on having was Sybil Luddington. Uh, of course, I'm sure you know who that is. Uh, mm -hmm. She was a revolutionary war hero. So I think Lane is going to tap in to ask you who you might recommend as a, you know, someone who's already written some children's books, uh, who you might recommend as a female character that we would develop to teach kids. But I just took Lane's question from you. No, <laughs> not really. Yeah, there were, there were a lot of other women like Molly Pitchard, Abigail <laughs> Adams, Mercy Warren, uh, Margaret Corbin, Phyllis Weatherly, out of, and, and Sybil herself. Are there any one of those that are really special, that really stand out the most? Oh, gosh, I don't know how to pick one, <laughs> just to be honest. I mean, most of the women you mentioned, Ab Abigail Adams is not in my book because I was trying to stick with the people you've never heard of before. But um, most of them are in my book, and I, what I loved was the diversity. I really was looking for, you know, some women, they, they wrote, you know, they wrote, they, wrote and they wrote histories or they wrote well, poems or they wrote right. they, and they accomplished much that way. Well, some people dressed as soldiers. I'm well, sorry. Phyllis, was, she was the first um, African-American that was published. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. Um, she was, and she, she, it's, she wrote this poem about George Washington, and somehow or another George Washington got a hold of it and saw it, and he was then in his camp outside of Boston when they were holding the British under siege there, and he asked, or he invited Phyllis Wheatley to come. He, he wrote her that um, he'd seen her, the elegant lines that she'd written, and he invited her to come, and nobody really knows what happened. They, she, they met. Nobody knows what happened behind closed doors, but some of his biographers credit her with beginning to change his views on slavery and and in general on on you know on the race in general so she had this huge impact um most people have never heard of her but she and she did it just by writing she was just a smart accomplished girl who learned learned to do this and so that you know that's one small example there are other people who helped by fighting there there are other by dressing as men and fighting and whether they were supposed to or not <laughs> one woman was her name was Anna Maria Lane was we don't know again we don't know quite what she did but she fought in the battle of germantown and she whatever she did she appears to have injured herself kind of permanently probably in the leg or thigh but she got a pension from the state government and it and whatever it was they they specifically recognized her by name and said that you know she had performed admirably at Germantown and gave her a bigger pension than her husband. <laughs> that sounds like Margaret. Oh, wow. yeah. uh, Margaret Cor uh, Corbin too was uh, was hurt, wasn't she in the battle? Right. So she was she was um, one of the two women that the legend of Molly Pitcher is probably based upon. And Molly Pitcher, uh, for those who are listening, she. She fired cannon during battle. She took over for her husband, who had, who had. So, for one of the women, her the husband had fallen, probably of heat stroke or something. The other one, the husband probably was killed. But but these women, they took over the cannon in the middle of the battle and just just kept going, even after their husbands couldn't do it anymore. And for one of these women, we know about her because a private who was nearby later wrote about it, and he said that a cannonball from the other side went in between her legs, <laughs> and that she just apparently looked down at it and was like, huh, it's a good thing that didn't go any higher, and then she kept on going on with her cannon. <laughs> That's incredible. I'm, I'm, I'm not making a single joke right now. That's all I'm going to say, but go ahead. So, um, so Tara, well, which one of those would present the best story for kids in the classroom what do you think 
Oh, let me think about this for a second. Well, I no mean, pressure. Uh, yeah, I, I hadn't really thought about it. Um, look, I mean, one thing about a, a person like Anna Maria Lane, or there, there were other women soldiers too, like De- Deborah Sampson, um, who who dressed as men. Deborah Sampson was a, a real life person who actually fought as a man. I guess, but so uh, I should back up. Some women they would get caught and thrown in jail, and like they weren't supposed to do this, and it was considered kind of a shameful thing. Unless apparently you're Deborah Sampson, where you were so successful at what you did that they kind of grudgingly admit that. <laughs> You know, we got to give you some credit for this. So Deborah Sampson, she ended up going on, and somebody wrote a biography of her during her lifetime, and she would go give talks to these audiences. I mean, you could actually get a hold of her talk that she gave, and, and she would give these talks and regale people. She would dress up in the soldier's uniform. She would do marches in front of whole audiences, and that's kind of what she was doing in the last years of her life. But, so maybe you could do something like that. Very cool. Well, Miss Tara, we're down to about 30 seconds. So, again, go out and get Tara's new book, She Fought Two, on www.taraross.com. I'm sure it's an incredible read. I think we have three or four ordered. And, Adrian, if somebody wants to get in touch with us and get involved in the Step Up America program and, more specifically, the Franklin Project, how can they go about doing that? Well, people can always visit our website, which is stepupamericaprogram.org. We have a contact us section there, so please fill it out, and we'll get right back to you. You want to take us to break, Mark? Uh, well, yeah, so now it's time for break. We'll be right back in three, two, one. There we go. I love doing that. All part. right. <laughs> Step up, America. Restore the vision. And welcome back to the second half of our show. We're blessed to have Miss Tara Ross, author and electoral college extraordinary. See, you, you said it wrong, too. It's electoral, not electoral. It's a difficult word to pronounce. Who's saying it right, Tara? Electoral. Electoral. Yeah. I even use my Florida well, accent, too. It just happens no that your, your <laughs> Boston accent actually First, first of all, I just, I just want to point out that the country was discovered, founded, and would not be what it was without the city of Boston. So you all talk with accents, and we talk normal. Just want to point that out. Okay. <laughs> all right. I hear you. So I think Lane has uh, a couple more questions. And then one of our favorite parts of the show... Tara, you're going to be subjected to this, and I hope okay. that's okay. It's but... a pop culture. It's not really a, it's a just we ask you some questions. Are they yes or no questions on local pop culture? <laughs> and you get and, quizzed and you get graded. And whether or not you watch some of the same pop culture that I do, but I'm that my terrible. <laughs> that my castmates here, or whatever you want to call them, my radio co-hosts do not. So I get very yeah, sickened by their lack of pop Tara, culture. Tara, don't feel bad. I always fail at this quiz, too. Yeah. So you're in this. I'm the nerd history dad so you you'll be okay so lane back over to you yeah tara um let's talk a little about uh sybil was she the youngest um person you think that was really influential during that time that, that period um no well she was among the youngest for sure but i don't think she was the absolute youngest uh, one person that leaps to mind is dicey langston who was 15 at the time. She's actually in my book, too. And she was 15 years old at the time that she um, she actually did so many. I put one of them in the book, but she did so many things for the Patriot cause. But one of the things that she did was she carried a warning to her brother in the middle of the night. He was at an encampment. I don't Actually, I don't know how far away it was from where she was, but she had to go through this river that had been flooded by, you know, by, 
pouring rain, and it was swiftly moving water, and she had to do it in the middle of the night. Apparently, her dad was already trying to stop her from from getting into trouble like this. <laughs> she had, on one occasion, thrown herself between a, a loyalist and her dad and said, basically, if you want to shoot him, you have to shoot me first. And she was always doing this sort of thing. But she snuck out in the middle of the night, and she crosses this river. She tells her brother that... that the, that there's somebody coming to get him, and then she goes back across the river. His whole, the brother's whole encampment manage, manages to get away. Daisy goes back home, pretends like she was in bed the whole night. Her dad never knows what happened. Well, that <laughs> just goes to show you, and I'll be the first to admit, don't mess with a strong woman. And I'll tell you, I did, mess not you the part, <laughs> I did not put the part about she was disobeying her dad in the kids' part. Yeah, <laughs> part I, I put that in the adult part at the end because I thought, I'm just going to let the parents deal with that issue. <laughs> and you guys can tell them if you want to. But, um, but anyway, there were, there, was, there were so many brave heroines that did these little, you know, and she wasn't expecting praise for that or anything, I'm sure. She just was going to go help her brother. Her brother. It sounds to me like you've just signed up to write about six uh, more scripts. I, I was just going to say, I was just about to say, Tara, I, I think it'd be a great lesson for the children would be Revolutionary War heroines. And I, I think a smart lawyer who's also an author would write a great, great script for that. So I'm kidding. I'm Welcome kidding. to the team, Tara. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We pay handsomely. She's here like, I suddenly, my, my cell yeah. phone signal's bad. I got to go. I got to right. go. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> All right, well, Tara, it is time now. I think we'll, we'll jump into it. It's, oh, it's, it's our pop culture <laughs> segment that we do. It's, I'll try to make it as easy for you as I can. So we're going to start right. with a, there's a yes or no question. So on my favorite shows that nobody here watches. So Game of Thrones, yes or no? I don't watch Game of Thrones. Oh, that's, all right, all right, that's all right. You got a point in my book there. Stranger Things, yes or no? I don't watch that one either. All right, so I'll tell you what. Give me 80s era. Okay, all right, here we go. Here we go. I have one in the queue. So here's a here's a trivia question for you. Okay. In the greatest movie of all time, of course, I speak of the movie Jaws, which everyone should have seen at least a thousand times. What is the name of the fishing captain who takes them out on the perilous journey to kill Jaws? What is the name? I played by probably, Robert Shaw. Played by Robert uh, Shaw. I know. I've possibly never seen that movie, but I'm aware wait, of the Wait, 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 wait. Tara, did you just say you've never seen Jaws? I know. I, know, I like you more and more, Tara. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, How about, like, Back to the Future or something? Back to the Future. All right, well, here's an easy Back to the Future one for you. Yeah. In Back to the Future, what was the name of the doctor who helped them go back to the future and created the DeLorean time machine? He was called uh. Doctor Who. And now, see, now I've totally blanked on that. As soon as they said Back to the Future, if you give me multiple All right, points, how about this? How about this? Mark, you what can't remember. You, wait, I, gotta, I have to say this, Tara. So you, yeah. you cannot feel bad because I've seen that movie probably realistically. Three times. Yeah. Yeah. And who remembers that? But I asked Mark Doc on Brown? Monday. They call him Doc. They just call him yeah, Doc. Doc. Doc Brown. Thank oh. you, Noah. Doc Brown. Okay. Useless information. I'm just saying, because I, I ask you, hey, we have a Ben Franklin tomorrow at 9. And then 15 minutes later, Terry's like, when do we have uh Well, I, I, I was raised month? I was raised amongst guys where the, our 80s movies were a very important part. So Obviously. one last Back to the Future question. I hope, I'm ready. And everyone better get this one right, because I'm going to oh, ask dear. all of you. What, you know, what, what powers the time machine 
in Back to the Future. When Doc Brown looks, or Michael J. Fox looks into the car, he says, this is right, this is right, and the blank is working fine. What is it? Flux capacitor. Yes! yes! There we yes! go, Tara. Right. The I knew flux that one capacitor too. is Ew. fluxing. You Very cut. good. Oh, I'm so mad. I finally knew an answer, and you cut me off. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that we'll have to leave it at that. All right, one more, one more last one because uh, I, I know none of these guys do. But are you a Baby Yoda fan? Yes or no? Do, do you know who you Baby know, Yoda I'm is? I'm vaguely aware that there's something about Baby Yoda going on on Twitter, and I, I haven't watched. I mean, I saw the early Star Wars, but I haven't seen any of the recent ones, so I have no idea. Yeah, you're in, yeah. If it makes you feel better, Adrian sitting to my right is a, is an anti-Star Wars uh, fan. He refuses to watch it, much much to my chagrin. It's just not my All thing. Right, one, one last question, and I know oh, you'll get this. Lord. I get one last one, because I know you'll get this, because it was a former <laughs> guest. Essie Hinton wrote a famous novel. It is called... What you're talking about? Oh, oh. the outsiders! You've never seen the outsiders? No, I my look my all of this entertainment genre that you're talking about. I am so bad at all of it. I, I never know what movies in the theaters. I never know what shows are on TV. I mean, I, I do. We do watch The Voice over here, but because then, <laughs> but then my kids make fun of me because I can't remember the names of any of the contestants at all. I mean, I'm, I when they come on, I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen that face before. I like that person, but I, I just don't know. I, so I. It's almost I as if know. you know all this information about you know uh, the United States history and Revolutionary War and all that, but nothing of pop culture. I no, mean, that's it, good. I know it, it is. Ta- I'm making yeah, a joke. Tara, Ross, my pup. It's it's very bad. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're. You're number one in my book. I, I would appreciate it, though, Tara, if you could make it a point to go see the movie Jaws sometime soon. Uh, well, all Americans should have seen it. I am aware that there's a big discussion, like somebody in that movie, about the USS Indianapolis. Yes. Oh. And I do yes. know that that's in there, but I don't think I've actually seen I mean, I've probably seen that scene but I, I, on, like, YouTube or something, but I... But, I don't. I don't think I've ever seen the whole movie. That, that uh, is when uh, Captain Quint, uh, who was the you know oh salty God, sea captain, started, is uh, chatting with uh, Richard Dreyfuss' character. Oh my God, yeah. his name is escaping me right now. But anyway, and they discussed the USS. So, Tara, again, um, <laughs> we've ordered a few books. I didn't know we would have Thank the you. opportunity to actually get one signed. So I'm going to have Mark email you, and. Oh, yeah. um, we would love to post one at Step Up America and have one at the house. So um, if they want to go out and get your book, She Fought Too, how can they go about doing that? So my website is terrorost.com backslash books, and I will guarantee it by Christmas, but only if you order by tomorrow. Or you can just go to Amazon, which has cheaper, faster shipping, and you can, you can go that way, but it won't be signed. Mm-hmm. And you just it's, – it's easy to find. Go to Amazon and type in She Fought Too, and you'll find it. And by the way, before I forget, she also not just writes She Fought Too, she has another children's book called yeah, We Elect a President, the Story of Our Electoral College. So you can so get that also. Election year next year, if you want to – sometimes adults like that book just as much as kids. Well, actually, and, and Tara Especially does Mark. have for, – uh, for adults, Tara does have several adult books on the Electoral College, the Indispensable mm-hmm. Electoral College, Why We Need the Electoral College. Again, you can find all these books on her website. And we only have one minute, so I'm just telling you that now, Tara. Sorry. So, Miss Ross, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and, and learning about the Electoral College and your new book, She Fought Too. So, everybody out there, I, I hope and pray if you have small children, you go out and order this book because it sounds incredible, especially for those young ladies in your life. Miss Ross, if somebody wants to get you on social media, how can they go about doing that? 
Oh, they should. Well, if, you know what? If you message me through Facebook, it might take me a really long time to see it, but there will be a bounce back message that tells you the email address to email. And you, and you can also check out Tara on Facebook and Instagram. If you go to her website and click on the uh, symbols there, it'll take you both to her pages. Tara Absolutely. Ross, This Day in History is her Facebook page. It tells you all about This Day in History. Very good. Miss Ross, thank you so much. And uh, I know you can't say it, but we're much better than the Daily Wire. So thank you for <laughs> Thanks thank you so for much, Tyler. We really appreciate it. Have a great day. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. All right, we're staying on. All right, we're back live. Noah, the illustrious engineer, is struggling with some engineering problems. Yeah, engineering problems. I can't so. complain because if somebody ever came in and was like, engineering no, problems, no. I'd be like, burn that thing and start over. Well, it's funny. My youngest daughter is on a mission to become an actual engineer. Yeah, because today's kids grow up with all sorts of gadgetry and they know so, how to do this stuff. No, this is interesting. She had a volleyball tournament this weekend and I was down there and um, I caught wind that she took PSATs. Really? Yeah, I, I, I'm aware of what those it are. You are. Appreciate that. At age 13, and she almost scored an 1100 at age 13, so she's already got her dad trumped. I'm not proud of that, but you, can, you remember <laughs> so, what you well, got in no, your PSATs? It, it, no, 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 on my actual SATs, she's already beat my score. I don't even remember what I got. My 560. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't even want to know what I got. I don't even, do they still do SATs? Is that yes. still the thing? They do well, SATs and ACTs. ACTs so. They I do both. I never took an SAT. You never took one? All right, just, get, just, yeah, just get, a, get a show up and run in there. All right, it's finally done doing the thing that was taking forever. All right. All right. We're good. We're ready. All right, we're By going. Way, if I was the push and fall back. Step up, America. Restore the vision. If you are as concerned as we are, tune in to learn some history and ways you can help make sure our freedom continues for your children and future generations. And welcome back to the holiday edition of ho, ho, Step ho. Up America. I know you're excited because Mark over here, his eyes start gleaming whenever there's a holiday that involves food exactly. and festivities. So, um, Some call me a festive person. Uh, yeah. And some other things, uh, too. I, I've yeah. been called a lot of things, actually, in my day. So I hear. Yes. So, with that being said, we have Mark Renahan, the voice of Ben Franklin in the studio. How are you, buddy? I am fantastic. Happy a, holidays. Thank you. Happy holidays to you also. Merry Christmas. All that good stuff. Lane Solomon, in the house, the mad scientist. Happy holidays, buddy. Thank you. Happy holidays to you, too. Appreciate that. And Mr. Adrian Garcia. Hello, how are you? Good. <laughs> Happy holidays, Adrian, if John doesn't say it to you. For real, I mean, come on. Yeah, let's get festive. It's, it's time to, to go. Holy spirit, oh, how oh, rude, John. Yeah. yeah. My bad, my oh, bad. I, well, first of all, when I got home the other night, you know what was on TV? Oh. Frosty the Snowman, oh, it was great. Yeah. All right, trivia, real no quick. Oh, before we even introduce Noah. The bad, oh, I forgot about Noah, sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> how rude, yeah. I couldn't, Noah's my man. Well, I'll oh, let you introduce him then. Our fantastic engineer, Noah, is with us, as always, in the back. 
My man, how you doing uh, back there? This endless nonsense brings me joy. I, I, we like that. We, we that's like to the think spirit. It does. No, no, that's the spirit. Well, my question was going to be the bad guy in Frosty the Snowman, part two, had a rabbit. What was the rabbit's name? Oh, Oof. give me the first and word. Thumper. Nope. That he would always tap his foot because oh, of an H. And he was a magician's rabbit. No, I know, I know. And the magician uh, would say. And that's what Hocus rabbit, Pocus. Yes, there that was we his go. Name. All right, Hocus it, the man. rabbit. Yes, and he nice. was responsible for trapping Frosty in the greenhouse and melting him until Santa was able to re- resurrect him from the, the Frosty stuff. All right, I guess we're just what had no world. idea there was a Frosty part two to begin with. What? It was on the other night. It was parts one and two when I got home. I've got no life. At that. I'm getting old, so you know, weekends it's standing on the couch and watching TV. So, so um, let, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. There's been several of those as well. No, I think there's only one Rudolph. Has there been more than one? Oh, there actually could be. No, which one's the... We're just jumping right into pop culture. Yeah, but well, no. The, Rudolph... The Abominable Snowman. That's Rudolph, part that, one. That's, that's all it, part of the same... It? It's an Am hour I special. Mistaken? It's an hour special where Rudolph, and then he ends up at the toy uh, Misfit Island. No, the I think there's two separate no, ones. That's if all you're one. there in Facebook Live, check us out. No, uh, this, somebody comment, because I think there's two. There's one with the elf that wants to be the dentist. The dentist? Yeah, that's the whole one. It's all one big hour episode. When I was a kid, I would okay. wait and wait and wait for the one Dang hour it. Rudolph. All right, if I'm wrong, then I'm and wrong. And then what is, you know, he throws his pickup axe in the air, and he lands, yeah, and he licks yeah. it, and he's, and he's looking uh, for... Uh, what's the... the uh, What's Silver his name? Gold, maybe? It's Yukon Cornelius. Yeah, Yukon. You kind of look Cornelius. like him. All uh, you got to do is grow a beard. beard and I could be out there Paint being it Yukon. red and you're good. Yukon, my beard comes in red, actually. You have to paint it. It's true. Really? Yeah, it's an Irish thing. My beard comes in like a gross red color. It's terrible. Well, your hair is looking a little gray. Yeah. What yeah. little is left. You, know, but. you want to you hear a little smackdown is that uh, I missed a the restaurant that friends of mine and I will go to. I, I missed the dinner the other time, and uh, while they walked in, one of them said, where's the guy with the white hair? I was like, you SOB. <laughs> I, I, I got hit hard with that one, so. What was that? I have no idea. Who do you think it was? Oh, that's Lane. Uh, I will say this, though. Yeah. Mr. Have... Hang on his phone. Lane's got, time. if you ever call Lane's phone, he has fantastic music no, playing. No, it's elevator music. It puts oh, me like to sleep. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> I, 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 that's how I know I'm getting old, because I enjoyed that. I call no, it sometimes just... just to hear it. All right, Lane, so where do you get your playlist when... You he decide your. He had Petula Clark's ring. I, I don't know what it's called, but ring. Ring. Come on, you Dad. Right from Verizon. Don't you have to pay for those? Some you do, some you don't. Must be huh. nice to be a wealthy man like you and <laughs> afford to be able to pay for ringtones. I know a whole dollar for ringtones yeah. is it's really yeah. breaking the bank, money. you know. Yeah, I hear you. So, um, while we're on pop culture, I want to know from uh, all of you who was your, what's your favorite when you were a kid? What was your favorite? Cartoon? Holiday or? show. It could be cartoon, could be the clay- claymation, you know, with Burl Ives, silver yeah. and gold. Yeah, yeah. What was your favorite? We, all right, so can I, I have, can give you a few. We I have Frosty. No, if you give me a second right, to talk, yes. I have two. Go ahead. Um, Rudolph. Of course. And A Christmas Story. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Does a Christmas Story count? Christmas Story is fantastic. No, you know that, talking I hope. About when yeah, the kid I've seen gets, it. I made him watch it last year. We had a little party in the conference room and I, because he and Charla had never seen the Christmas oh, Story. Oh, for God's so sakes. I, I know, and I made them sit down Charla and watch at least it. has an excuse being coming from Brazil. So she, as a kid, she would not have seen it. But, Adrian, you have no excuse coming from Fort Pierce. So well, he's, <laughs> he's seen it now, though. Okay. 
I, I made sure of that. But, uh, but do we consider a Christmas story like one of the Christmas specials, or is that just a Christmas movie? Because like Christmas no, Vacation, it comes on every yeah, it Christmas. Does. Oh, it's on Christmas twenty four hours on TV, TBS. At then how is it not a Christmas? All right, I'll give special. you that. Okay, but I, I was thinking more like a kids, like you know. No, what, what do you about, think? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Yeah. Uh, I like the one with the freeze miser and the heat miser. Um, oh, oh, Mr. Yeah, freeze yeah, yeah, miser. Yeah. Um, Mr. No, Ten Below. Speaking of which, I, I guess I need to flip the channels. I haven't watched one yet. It's about that time. What They're about all... you, Lane? Who's who's you got your number one spot? For... Uh, I think I'll go with Charlie Brown's Christmas. Oh, oh Charlie oh, Brown. Nice. Yeah. Little little yeah, yeah. Uh, little information about Mark is that when I was a kid, uh, I Are played. Are any of us going to be able to talk today? No, it's Christmas. It's Christmas a... special. <laughs> it was Charlie Brown. I played him in like third grade, and I still have my Charlie Brown shirt from the third grade, which probably still fits because I was a fatty then too. But still, <laughs> so. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to lie. You can be um, Cornelius. What's his name again? The Yukon Cornelius. Yukon Cornelius. And I can see the resemblance to I Charlie I would, Brown. I thought I would be the abominable snowman, but go ahead. No. Bumble. No, the Bumble. Bumble's bound. No, no, no. Look at his hair, man. He's kind of... Lane might be able to play the, the Bumble, Bumble snowman. Oh, why? Are we doing a Step Up America, uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer play that I'm aware of? We, well, maybe we'll do we this should. to raise money. Do whatever we can. So Charlie Brown... What's number two? Hmm. Number two. Just went in my head and went right back out again. Give me a minute. You All right. Ahead. Adrian? What about Adrian, go. Oh, God. I literally don't really have anything that's my favorite. <laughs> of <course>. You know, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't really think one. of anything. Pick, how can pick you a not Christmas. pick a Christmas Movie. How about the Grinch? That that would be my. Oh, that is a good movie. The Grinch. Grinch, How could we forget? Do you hear what he said? By the way, do you hear what he said? That's a good movie. It's not a movie. It's a one-hour cartoon. The movie came out after the. Oh, you're talking about the cartoon? Yes. Yes. The original cartoon. Doctor Seuss. Yes. Yeah. No. It's an. No, I've seen. I've seen the cartoon also, but the movie. The all the who's down in Whoville with all their roast beast. Oh yeah, the roast beast. The roast beast is delicious. So let's what? now that we're, we're done with the TV shows, let's get into what we all come together for the holidays for mass eating and gorging oneself. <laughs> and remember, everybody, you can eat as much as you would like until New Year's Day. So don't let anybody tell you different. You don't need that negativity in your life during the holidays. Just eat what you want and then start a diet on the first. And so, then the seventh comes and you're done. I actually make it to the, I usually make it to the third or the fourth, but this year I plan on going a little it's, longer. It's a joke, John. You know, like you stick to it for a week and then after that. <laughs> Oh, yeah. wow. Come on. Oh, he's throwing Ooh, darts. He just, he just threw this some kid. darts at Dad. I, I like that. I like that, Adrian. <laughs> I like that. Very good. I'm going to have to throw something back. All right, so, so. Let's, what's well, the dinner? Let, let, what do you mean? What would you, what would you, if you have your choice, fictional here, on the holiday, you're at your holiday party, you can have anything you want, what would you like to see on your menu for the holiday party? Prime rib. Ooh, wow. Good good. choice. Um, a little bit of more prime rib. And then an apple pie, the frozen kind. I see. First of all, you, you, know, you can tell that you're someone who diets and isn't shit because I, you know nothing of eating. But go ahead, Adrian. I would want to have a rack of lamb. Oh, wow. Huh. Ooh, that's Cannot a, go wrong with that. That's interesting. A, that's a bold, bold choice for a Stepping holiday out party. Of the box there. Lane? Yeah. Uh, beef Wellington. Right. Ooh, very good. Also. We got some fancy dances <laughs> well, in there I, today, I personally, uh, as the fattest member of the group, <laughs> I personally feel that, number one, Christmas is for a Christmas ham. But any holiday, a oh, big ass, you. a big ham that slipped. Hey, a giant, a big ham. I big hey. ask the ham. I said, ask the ham a question. Hams <laughs> like questions. Uh, anyway, a big ham, mashed potatoes, uh, 
What else? Stuff? Is, do we have stuffing at Christmas? No. You can stuff the lamb. You know, take yeah. a rack of lamb, turn it into a As an Irishman, I'm, I'm, I'm beef and potatoes. Yeah, so, so growing up, there would always be like a cranberry sauce. Mama Max rolling over in a grave right now wanting to bring a beat down. Mary Mary Renahan will have me get cranberry sauce at least twice a week whenever I'm at home. I, I need well, some see, more that's cranberry what I'm sauce. Talking about. The Mary's Mary McIntosh, Mary Renahan. Mary's like yeah, that cranberry yeah, sauce. Yeah, they absolutely. do. They do. So okay, I guess you'll have cranberry juice. Well, how about this? What are you serving at the Step Up America Saturday party that you're having without me? Uh well, that's because you're going out of town. I know I have to go home. So for we are doing a Step Up America Christmas party, and to answer your question, I have no idea. We're going to start it early because my oldest daughter has to work. I think at four o'clock, so she wanted to attend. So I'm thinking almost just finger foods and stuff. I don't know that I'm going to go all out. There's and NFL a football Saturday too, so everyone can watch that during the party. True. My team's way gone, but yeah. Still can watch it though. Yeah. Well, maybe you should. Maybe you should force them all to watch Christmas specials. <laughs> yeah, we can. on loop. Yeah, on, like yeah, I, I'd like. I try to. So, I can't hey, remember what the freeze mines are. I know. Well, look it up on your phone because we're yeah. about ready to get to go to oh, break here. Break. But before we do, Adrian, if somebody wants to donate to this wonderful, wonderful foundation and our mission, how can they go about doing that? Well, they can visit our website, which is stepupamericaprogram.org, and we have a donate section on there where you can do a recurring donation for as little as $10 a month, and best part of it yet is that it is tax-deductible. Beautiful. So um, what about social media? How do they find us out there? Social media, we are pretty much everywhere. We are on Facebook, um, Twitter, and Instagram. All right, folks, we hope you're enjoying this nonsense, and we'll be right <laughs> back after this break. Step up, America. Restore the vision. No, I know. We're not doing it yet. Hey, welcome back to the holiday. What is that? <laughs> that was the Snow Miser song you wanted me to play oh, okay. for everybody. Yeah, so welcome back to the second half of the holiday edition of Pure Nonsense with Step Up America. But uh, part of our mission is to bring joy into this world. Exactly. So we're, so. hope we're entertaining you this, this, after, this, this yeah. Monday afternoon. So well, One week till it's yeah, vacation it'll, week. it'll be played on what? When's Christmas? What day? I mean, Christmas is no, next not Wednesday. the 25th. All right, so it'll be played the day after, after Christmas. Yeah, so, so we hope keep everybody the had. Yeah, alive. Yeah. We yeah. hope everybody had a it's wonderful. Going up on Boxing Day. What? Oh yeah, it's going up on Boxing Day. It'll be up on Boxing Day. What is that? It's a day where you box all your presents. No, <laughs> it's, like, it's Canada's. It's, <laughs> it's Canada's, Canada's Christmas. It, it's, yeah. it comes from England, where Ooh. all of the like butlers and maids and stuff would get the day off because the nobles would have giant like Christmas parties and so Boxing Day is their holiday to rest. Very good. That's why we became Never an independent that. nation. Yeah, Because that seems nonsense. Yeah, Canada. America's hat. Huh? I said Canada, America's hat. Did you see the meme? No. <laughs> That's a good one. But anyway. what? Nothing, nothing. <laughs> continue, continue. So uh, I have to confess on break um, I was absolutely wrong. Mark was right. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is a one-hour special. I'm just getting the first 30 minutes and the second 30 minutes 
Now, well, well, how about this? And with Noah, if you're listening and everybody, can anyone name all of Santa Claus's reindeer? Now there's Prancer. You no, know, you know Don- Dasher and, and Dancer and, and Prancer Dancer and Vixen. All right, first of all, the, what was the first one you said this? So let's slow down. There's Dasher, Dancer, Comet, Comet, Cupid, Cupid, Blixen, Blitzen, Blitzen, Blitzen. D- Donner. Do you know the most famous one of all? His name is Rudolph. Yeah. Do you recall the most famous? All right, can you sing it or no? The most can famous you? reindeer can, of all, it. Rudolph the Red-Nosed no, Reindeer. That. Can you do all? Oh, the dancer, uh, you know Dasher and Dancer and Donner Prancer and Vixen, <laughs> Comet and Cupid and Donner. But do you recall? Yeah, I'm going to have to look that one up. Yeah. That's right. I'd be nuts. All right. But anyway, the Snow Miser Heat Miser is the name of that special was the year that I think Santa Claus forgot or something like that. I already, I already forgot, and I just looked it up just but to, to drive home your point. Incessantly remember names of pop culture movie yes, characters. That's that's that. And I you look something up three no, it was le- less than a minute ago, and you can't retain that. Correct, knowledge. correct. That's I believe incredible. They have they have names for that at the dog's house. <laughs> yeah, I know. And if I ever went, I would know. Well, but... Yeah, maybe you should start taking something. So, yeah. <laughs> Adrian, what's your um, what's your favorite? Holiday tradition? Do you have one like back at the house with your mom? Your do you family? have like they do at Festivus, Not- like the feats of strength? We don't really have any traditions. We just have Christmas dinner, and then we just unbox presents the next day. So, so like, really would pretty you, basic. Growing up, would your mom like? Would you get to open a present on Christmas Eve or anything like that? That still like kind of. I'm sure on? if I like begged enough, she would. But, but that wasn't that wasn't a tradition. <laughs> no, though. it wasn't a tradition. No. So I, I grew up Catholic, and you'll appreciate this. So we always used to growing up midnight mass, and then we would, we would go back home. And we'd get to open one gift on Christmas well, Eve. We did not get to do that because my mother, being Mary, would wake up at 3 a.m. as if she was Santa Claus and put the presents out at 3 a.m. So there'd be no presents out until Santa Claus arrived in the middle of the night. And I would just like Good to woman. point out that yeah. Mary would do this up until I think I was about 35. <laughs> yeah. and, and then that, then I think my and my old my all all my other siblings are older. We finally were like, Mom, listen. We're aware at this point that Santa Claus isn't real, and you don't have to get up anymore at right. 3 a.m. to do this. So That's cool. Yeah, no, so, it was great. Lane, you and I are the only two sitting here that have children. So growing up, you know, parenting when they were young, um, well, you did Hanukkah. Uh, we did both. Did you really? Mm-hmm. That's cool. Well, that's even better. That's, that's, say, that's, that's, that's what you call Your kids were presents. like loving Twice it. the presents. But Must be nice. Did, <laughs> did you do anything special with the kids or any stories you got about, you know, late night, being up in the middle of the night, putting stuff together for Santa or preparing well, something for Hanukkah? I spent a lot of nights putting stuff together, but um, some of the, the better things we've done, we would go up to New York City and um, do New York City on uh, the week of Christmas. Which with was, the kids? With the kids, yeah. How old were they? Uh, they were like, um, let's see, five and seven. Oh, God bless you. I couldn't do that. <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. So, so you're a better man than I. You know, we would go um, ice skating up there. Oh, that's cool. Dinner. At Rockefeller? Yeah. Said, really? Yep. Oh, when does Hanukkah start? It starts soon, correct? 23rd, 22nd. Oh, okay. I thought it was starting. Like you're that. way off again. Yeah. I, yeah <laughs> Good well, try, though. You know, yeah, I, I know. tried. I tried. Just keep your mouth shut. Yeah, You'll be uh, less embarrassed. Yeah, you know, now, you're, now you're really starting <laughs> to push it, aren't you? Aren't you? But, so, what What was the most, like, there's got to be a memory when you're putting together Christmas stuff, right? That you were up all night and it's not working, you're sitting in the garage and you're going, 
Gosh, help me. Would you like to hear? No, it? I never read it. Really? Would you like to hear a Renahan story um, about the Christmas? That it's famous Renahan story. Not really, but I'm you're sure you're going to hear it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my parents hid all of the presents for us children in my neighbor to the left's house, and he was gone for Christmas. Oh no! And, I already know where this and is. And the house going. was locked. Yeah. And I so figured. Christmas Eve <laughs> night, my dad's trying to get in, and literally, like you know. Back then, it wasn't where you could just get on the phone and be right, like, hey, right, your door's right. locked. So they finally got a hold of the guy, calling wherever he was, and he was like, you know, call the cops and let him, you know, break the window. So the Milton cops had to come out, and, uh, you know, they're like, we're not breaking it, but, you know, the guy says, it's okay if you wanted. So my father had to. And pops. Oh, my God. Had to break the window, nice. get in the house to get all the presents. He wasn't going to listen to the child mock complain about no presents. Uh, <laughs> he yeah. probably said breaking and entering charge yeah, is much better be than listening to that fat little thing right. complain about on any Atari cartridges. All right, here we go. In order, from my left to right, your number one favorite Christmas gift growing up. Oh, Jesus. Come A on. A Keurig. What? What? Well, you Throw were like six years old. Oh, when I was a kid. Okay, sorry. Thank, Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. What the Keurig? I mean, Keurig. That's insanity. Dang. Okay. Well, oh, Jesus Christ. A Game Boy. That's what it was. A Game uh, Boy. Right, we'll give him a Game Boy. We'll give him that. That's a. I guess that's. Yeah, no, we'll take. Although that. I think I was like twenty when Game Boys came out. I hate you, Adrian. But go ahead, Lane. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I am really dating myself. No, yeah, that's, that's good. all right. Dated. I had a white wrecker pedal car. Ooh, you should have kept it. <laughs> yeah, right. I see that stuff on um, uh, eBay American there. Pickers, yeah. and they find these pedal cars that are worth exorbitant amounts of money these days. That's sweet. Very cool. Green, green Machine was by far. Oh, the, I had a Green Machine. I got, I got my Green with Machine the, with the shift, yeah. and you could bomb oh, yeah. down the hill. I mean, today, today there's no way they would let today's children use that, because I remember, like, just going down and like, coming back, like, ah, my mother would be speeling, you know, like, you, your arms yeah. falling off. Those things would <laughs> yeah. do the switch, and you would slide. The Green Machine, oh, green machine was the best. I remember the Green Machine, because that was when your kids were growing. Did your kids have a Green Machine? No, but my kids were older. No. Um, I didn't have kids until later. No. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So mine was, um, I was into BMX. Oh, I, Like growing that, up. So yeah. I got, and I'll never forget it, I was devastated because my dad or Santa Claus hid. All I wanted was a super goose. It was like I, the... I had a super goose. No way. Yes, I did. It was my, my I was so, it was my brother's hand me down, but still, no, I was no, very no. happy so with my super So that was goose. like it. And, um... Dad, if you're listening, I'll never forgive you for this. You He hid it in the closet. So Christmas is over for like two hours, and little John's just... Where's my super yeah, goose? And he's got it hidden beside, in the closet? Yeah. Oh, he just got so, points uh, in my yeah, head, too. Yeah, yeah I, I so like that. He pulled it out about an hour and a half after the shindig was over, but that was super cool. So mine was a super goose. You had a super goose, too? I had a super... Well, my brother had a super goose, and then he got a new, I think, red line and gave me a oh, super yeah, goose. Oh, yeah, the old red and, line. And the yeah. red line's a big yeah, time. Super goose. Yeah. I had the, you know, the seat that... What do they yeah. call the... Uh, I forget, like Banana the late. Seat? What was it called? No, idea. no, that was your about. genre. That was that was back in the fifties when you were no, growing up. Like. I figured. No, what, no. How old are you anyway? Like you, you, twenty-two. You, oh my god, we're even younger than Adrian. No, yeah, it's only like twenty-two. So he has no idea what. See, these kids got all sorts of electronics. They didn't have the the thrill of the green machine. No, and big wheel. They still have big wheels, right? I'm sure they do. They have adult big wheels. They must. Well, I need to look that up. Uh, guy the... What's that? There's a lot of guys making them. Yeah, no, I'm sure. Yeah, exactly. But I would love an adult big wheel. Right. Do you know what a big wheel is, Noah? Um, the only thing that comes to mind <sighs> is those uh, 
British bikes that have the one giant uh, wheel in the front and two small ones. It's kind of British again. It's kind of like that. Yeah, no, I think Noah's a true patriot. He's still upset about the Revolutionary <laughs> War and King George taking, <laughs> taking swipes at the Brits every few seconds. But all right, so Lane, what's your you're traveling up north, right, for yep. Christmas? Are you cooking? Do you cook? What are you What are you making? Probably I'll make um, beef Wellington. No, I'll make um, prime rib. It's easier to make. Uh, oh, I'll do prime rib with scallop potatoes, scallop potatoes, thick garlic, and um, scallop potatoes, um, um, smoked Brussels sprouts. Oh, hey, <laughs> strong, <laughs> strong right there. Hey, Lane, I tried to roast some Brussels sprouts the yeah. other night. Wow, did I mess that up? <laughs> Tastes like dirt. No, you roasted Brussels sprouts are legit. No, no I know. Smoked them. Good, yeah, yeah. That's a, you smoked them. Oh, Ooh, yeah. That's a good. That's a strong lineup at Lane's house. <laughs> hey, Noah, can we? We're only. Can we just keep going for like another show just on sheer food? No, I'm not gonna do that. We're <laughs> down to. We could though, because this is always yeah, no. fun when we just get yeah, a place. Yeah, well, we can just bootleg and we don't have anything. But yeah. I think we have a. Potentially, we're, we can't let the cat out of the bag, but some really cool guests coming up in the new we year. We do, yes. So, um, new year, you I don't want to say anything until... Until we have 100% finalization, but we have a, a slew of new guests we have coming up for the new year. We continue to be the most entertaining show here on Facebook Live. At least we're trying to be, and we hope you all enjoy our show. And don't forget that we are, of course, Step Up America, and we bring you the interactive educational Ben Franklin Experiment. Please come to our website, www.stepupamericaprogram.org. And if you're listening on the radio, we wish everybody had a wonderful holiday. Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah, and Merry Happy Kwanzaa. Holidays. And you guys, peace out. <laughs>